Comforting classics. Fresh new content. Something old. Something new. Join Emma and Lucy each month for a new podcast from Fan Critical. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Something Old, Something New, which I'm sure is long awaited by much of our audience, Mm. as it's been some time since we've gotten together to talk about what we've watched, something old, and what we've watched, something new. Uh, If you have forgotten my voice, I'll reintroduce myself. My name is Emma, and I'm joined by the lovely Lucy. Hello, welcome back everyone and welcome back to us because it's been quite a while some time however both of us very excited to be here recording uh, and talking about the things that we've watched lately uh, as part of the fan critical repertoire i'm sure this will come as a quite a welcome respite from the gruff tones of (laughs) john len and the dulcet tones of gaz he's my favorite today at the moment don't know why just he is It's, it's happened it's done if you have forgotten Uh, what it is that we do here at Something Old, Something New. The premise is very simple. It is essentially what it says on the tin. We talk about something that we've watched that's old and something that we've watched that is new to us. Uh, This can often end up in long, winding conversations about how we feel about said programmes. So today, I would like to start with Lucy's Something Old. What have you watched? An old favourite, a comforting classic. Lately, my Lucy. Um, I mean, neither of those things. It was oh. an old, it was basically a film I've already seen. So kind of deviating from the, yeah, beloved classics or comforting favourites. But it was a film, um, you know, when you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen this. And then you watch it, you're like, have I seen this? I don't rem- didn't really remember much of it, but I know I've seen it. Happens it happens to me a lot. Mm. So it was a film from 2013. So we're talking nearly 10 years. So it's kind of old. Um, and it is the Ron Howard film Rush about Ooh. the rivalry between Formula One drivers James Hunt and Nicky Lauda. Huh. Yes. Have, well, have you seen said film? I don't think I have, Lucy. However, maybe I have and I'm not sure if I have. Yeah, I mean, uh, hmm. should it is quite, you know, there's a few memorable bits. It's not it's not a forgettable film. I think it was just maybe I was tired the first time I watched it. But yeah, I watched that again. It was, uh, was it a Sunday night? Yeah. Ooh. No, what day is it? Maybe, no, it wasn't, wouldn't have been Saturday. Maybe it was a Friday night film. Um, wouldn't have been Saturday because that was Eurovision. That was Eurovision. So, so come on, priorities. Yeah, it was definitely not Saturday and it wasn't Sunday because I was asleep by about eight on Sunday. Maybe it was a Friday it night was. film. It was. Interesting story. Sorry, guys, for diverging so much um, with tales of what I may or may not have watched on various days. Um, yeah, so it's a really good film um, about said rivalry in the kind of, I guess the sort of, 70s into the 80s between um yeah. i think it's just the 70s to be fair between the english james hunt um who is very much playboy character uh very much a ladies man very much a party boy played by chris hemsworth the hideous ah, disfigured yes. troll that he is and you know this is, oh, this is 10 years so ago when he was particularly heinous to look at um and daniel Brühl, who is not hideous um but they do make him up to look. I mean, Nicky Lauda had sort of uh, buck teeth, and he's just sort of in the in the film. I love Daniel Brühl. He's, he's he's great. Such a good he actor. is great in this. He is not a very likable character because he. I mean, he's he's an Austrian guy. He died in two thousand nineteen. He's obviously a legend of the F one world, um, but he wasn't particularly likable. He didn't set out to be likable. He thought that that was a fool's game, and he thought that 
he just needed to be honest and direct about everything and that sort of human emotion was just an extra that he didn't need. Um, but he is a really good performance from him. Um, and they're just such different characters, Hunt and Lauda, but the one sort of inspires the other in, in many different ways as it sort of transpires in the film. And yeah, he's, he is terribly disfigured in a crash. I mean, I don't know if this is a spoiler. I mean, it's it's public record. Um, it's a spoiler for me, but that's exciting. Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. It's but I won't, I won't, I won't go into it anymore because I do think you should watch it. Um, but they're yes, the rivalry pushes them each to excel. Uh, and some of the race, because I'm not into racing whatsoever, but I do like a biopic, and I think it's quite interesting to watch mm. films about kind of well-known figures that you know literally nothing about. I do find that quite interesting. Um, and the racing scenes, the way they're shot, they're really exciting. It's like oh, like crashes and going around bends and ah, who's going to win not no not not understanding the rules but you know still being moved and excited um so daniel brawl is very good as nicky lauder and chris hemsworth's excellent as james hunt like he's just there's so much charisma there obviously um there's some pathos with his sort of just lack of focus in life and yeah, I, I, I think we do tend to go off on these tangents, um, well, I do anyway, about actors or actresses and what you kind of want for them. And I feel like I just want a lot more for Chris Hemsworth because I think he can do it. I, I, I'm I, not enjoying this kind of net typecast pretty boy. Netflix action man thing. That's the thing. It's not even pretty boy. It's like, let the boy be pretty, okay? Why does he just have to be the, like, steroid pig, like, uber buff action hero he's there's more to I did think he was I did think he did really well with um bad times at the LOL actually I thought he played that was a really unique unusual he's there's more to him than just his you know looks poor guy yeah um but yeah I just I really you know I was thinking about this when I was watching it and after because he he has to do an English accent which is also decent and that was going to be my question how is it no it's good yeah he was watching it with Aaron and he was like his accent's decent um, kind of sort of posh, kind of posh, but not not fully posh uh, party boy accent. Um, and I was thinking of actors who've gone from that kind of, maybe not action role, but someone like Matthew McConaughey. Now, I'm not going to put him in the same mm. bracket acting-wise, but I mean, he broke the mould from the rom-coms. And I would love to see Chris Hemsworth in a rom-com, like just as a baseline, mm. give us that for God's sake. The, the pumped up action movies because he's great as thought obviously he is yeah he is kind of the uh secret weapon not a secret anymore but you know he he really gives the humor um to the whole franchise of the avengers and now he's obviously got his the new film coming out soon so thor's great mm. but i don't like how he's gone from that and it it just seems to be a lack i don't know if it's his a lack of imagination or if it's his agents that are like, you know, you can get millions and millions by doing these action films. You know, you obviously are very mm. interested in fitness. You know, we can work that into it. I just would like to see him act more because he is... I'd like to see him do something a bit grittier, I think. Grittier, the... something... Or, he's funny or a Hallmark fuck. Christmas film. Yes, I would I'd love okay him in a jumper. I'd be okay with that. Um, he's a funny mm. guy. He's naturally funny. He's got good comic timing. Get him in a get him in something lighthearted or yeah something a bit grittier maybe something romantic just I'm bored of the action films but this is good because mm. I was watching it thinking I just haven't really seen many films where he is a character rather than an archetype you know that's really maybe actually I will watch it just for I that. would watch it and it, it's not overly long yeah. and it's two really good performances about you know a sport I know nothing about um, Natalie Dormer pops up 
and Olivia Wilde and her insane cheekbones. So that's always nice. Um, In fact, the two of them have insane cheekbones. Yeah. So that is some casting magic there. No, it was good. I I enjoyed watching it again. I think I probably got more out of it. Um, And it's that thing of when you watch something that's about real people, you got to go back and Google them. And the likeness is is pretty good um, between the two of them. And yeah, just good performance. It's just a solid, like, enjoyable biopic, I think. Quite old-fashioned in its way. It didn't try and, like, reinvent the wheel. It didn't try and do anything... Just special it, it just told the story um of these two men and their and their you know their rivalry that spurred them both on to greatness yeah I, I did i really enjoyed watching mm. it i'd probably give it four blueberries and lucy just in case anyone's forgotten the blueberry system ah uh, yes my mistake um the blueberry system is how we rate the things that we review um so five being the best zero being the worst and you can't have halves so it's a harsh Mm-mm. but fair scale i'd say and this would get four, which is good. That is excellent. Good, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's not often that stuff gets a four anymore. Um, and especially when you're going back to watch something that, I mean, what's that? Nine years ago? Yes, yeah. Nearly 10 years old. And not a lot of stuff is standing the test of time lately, I will admit. Um, although a uh, film by something old will. Um, that's really interesting. Oh, I definitely think a biopic is always interesting to watch if they do it right. Yeah. And I think, like, if you're not trying to pretend to be something else or embellishing for the sake of film... It, yeah, it didn't like, try you, and tell too many stories. Great. It was really like, yeah, you've got a bit of their background, their personal lives, but it was about their rivalry and that alone, really. So it didn't pad it out with unnecessary scenes or, you know, when they try and drop in, like, I don't know, like, political references. Like, yeah, it, no, it just... This is about racing. It's about these guys, um, very different characters and... How mm. those characters informed how they performed, that kind of thing. Yeah, it was really interesting, and, and I think anything that makes you want to learn more about the subject after you've watched it is worthwhile, and it's it succeeded in some way in its aim. Um, and you know, Ron Howard, definitely, he's he's got a few good people as well, hasn't he? You often don't no, go wrong with a Ron Howard. It's not going to be like shit. It's really? going to be enjoyable. It's going to be watchable, and that is what this is. So yeah, yeah, Rush. It was on Netflix, I believe, or maybe Amazon. Exciting. I don't know, but. One of the streaming services, none of which we're, we're sponsored not. by. But if you'd like to, we other would be streaming up for that. services are available. But I believe it, I think it was Amazon actually. But yeah, if you do watch it, Emma, mm? I'd like to know what you think. I will let you know for sure. Oh, thank you, Lucy. Um, well, we're going to take a really different turn here because it's time for my something new, um, and it's sort of a weird one. So my something new is a new. BBC drama adaptation of one of my favourite books of all time. And I don't know if you've read this. So it's a book by an author called Kate Atkinson. Yes. Who I think is amazing. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you the book synopsis. I think I, think I know. You. Yes, you go on. I think I know the one you mean. But I haven't watched yeah. It. And if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. So it's gonna, this is a bit of a book slash adaptation. So... What if you had the chance to live your life again and again until you finally got it right? During a snowstorm in England in 1910, a baby is born and dies before she can take her first breath. During a snowstorm in England in 1910, the same baby is born and lives to tell the tale. What if there were second chances and third chances? In fact, an infinite number of chances to live your life. Would you eventually be able to save the world from its own inevitable destiny? And would you even want to? Life after life, name of said book and adaptation, follows Ursula Todd as she lives through the turbulent events of the last century again and again. 
With wit and compassion, Kate Atkinson finds warmth even in life's bleakest moments and shows an extraordinary ability to evoke the past. So they finally did an adaptation of this. And so this book came out in 2013. And it is actually followed by a sequel called A God in Ruins, which is also excellent, but not as good as Life After Life. I remember reading this probably about five or six years ago um, and being utterly blown away by it. It's a fascinating, fascinating story. And essentially it's, you know, at various different stages, how it's given me Loki vibes, actually, weirdly. Mm. Um, You know, if you made a different decision, how your life would path, you know, fork in the path. Like sliding doors. And if you weren't, Yes, well, we're going to go really retro. Um, and so they've, ma- they've made an adaptation of it and it is a BBC drama. And I have, I will say, only watched the first episode. Um, but I wanted to talk about it because I'm very excited. It's got a really interesting, sort of quite British cast that you would recognise from certain things. Um, but nobody who's really a super famous mm. actor. So you've got Sean Clifford who uh, people will probably, yes, uh, and uh, <laughs> indeed, big sis in Fleabag. Um, and then it also stars Sean Delaney, who's been in a couple of things, including Killing Eve. Um, and he did have a small cameo in Venom, Let There Be Carnage, <laughs> apparently. So kind of faces that you'd recognise from British television, but that you might not necessarily know for anything particular. And I... I've got to say, is having read it, I wasn't sure how they would be able to put this on screen. It's one of those one of those books because it it flits between so many things. But I've got to say, the first episode has absolutely nailed it for me. Um, essentially, they kind of a bit like you've got in that synopsis from the book. So they repeat it. You know, the baby is born and dies. The baby is born and lives. Something else happens. Something else happens. And all the while, it's narrated, um, sort of interjectedly interjectedly interspersed with narration mm. there you go this is a fancy <laughs> way of saying it um about you know and what if that baby lived what if this didn't happen what if this didn't happen um it's a four-part series and knowing what happens in the book i'm very interested to see how they continue through with it um just unbelievably good so far and it's of course it's set with the outset or just before the outset of World War One, so there's all of that kind of beautiful staging. It's in the English countryside. Um, have, so, have you read Life After Life? I've recently? not. My mum has really kept going on about me watching this show, and I just haven't yet. And you, you know, sometimes people give you have to watch, you have to watch it. I'm like, eh, don't tell me what to do. I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. Um, but I, I, don't you tell me what to do? I, I've heard really good things. I, I have read the. Um, Jack, is it Jackson, the guy, the detective? When will there be good news? You know that book? Oh, I don't know if I've read yeah, that Yeah, I've read that, um, which I enjoyed. And I think there was an adaptation of that as well on BBC um, with uh, Jason Ooh, Isaacs, I think. Interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've, heard, I've heard of it. It's one of those things that, like, I'd never heard of it until my mum mentioned that it was on. And I feel like mm. in this world of streaming, you know, that there's things that are on terrestrial TV that we just miss. Um, but I saw a few adverts for it. Mm, um, massively. I think the danger with these sort of things like the Groundhog Day effect is that how do you show things happening again and again without it being boring? But do you think that they get around that? Well, I'm not sure how they do in the long run. Um, I think 
so far, they've done quite a good job of it. I know that the story becomes more complex mm. um, as time goes on, but I think that there's so far they've kind of gotten to grips with it quite well. Um, I think it definitely helps that um, Kate Atkinson was involved in the creation yeah, of this. So you know, and it, it's it's one of those books that you never forget. Um, so I'm really intrigued to see how they do it because it could go awfully wrong. I'm only one episode in, but I was so excited by it when I watched it yesterday that I was like, I've got to talk about this. Because originally, uh, my something you was going to be that we came second in Eurovision Whee! on Saturday. And we'll, we'll, we'll give a quick note for that is unbelievable. We've not even had points for about 10 years. Um, and then I watched this and I thought, Actually, no, this is perfect because it, it covers all of the things that we love as people when we talk about stuff loose. You know, it's a book I really enjoyed. I've read it more than once, which yeah, I don't do wow. very often with books. Is it a long um, book? Because I've just finished a book and I could be in the uh, the market for a new one, you know. Is it very sad? I don't think it's massive. I don't know uh, if I can deal with sad. Some of it can be. Um, and, and I'd say about watching it that I definitely recommend that you do um so far i'd recommend you watch episode mm -hmm. one uh what i can say about episodes two three four we'll yep. have to wait and see um but i think it's you have to be in the right frame of mind uh so it's kind of a recommendation for when you are feeling a bit pensive about life um you know questions like if you had a gun and you know you knew hitler was going to grow up to be who he was would you shoot him as a baby kind of thing that sort of 100 yes up. um <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, would. I don't know. Uh, would I shoot any other baby? No, Hitler. Probably. Just take Hitler um, and but, just uh, you know, raise him away from hate, and just hope that yeah, maybe it turns out differently. Him. Probably would be my thing, and then he'd probably inevitably, I would actually turn him into Hitler unknowingly, and it would all be my fault. Well, I've said this about your parenting oh, skills. Lisa, I'm raising but... a little mini Hitler. No, I'm not. Oh, so that's not. Funny. I am. I am hundred percent joking. Your daughter is adorable. Um, and definitely not a mini Hitler. But it, it does raise all of these kind of moral uh, questions, it, not just about things like that, which is quite a big, you know, it's quite a big moral question if you would do that, you know, um, but also things like just the little choices that you make in life and how they can affect where your your path yeah. goes. Um, and I think it, it could be really interesting. I'm, I'm slightly on tenterhooks with it in that I'm not sure if it's going to go really wrong, but I think... If she's been involved in the creation of it, then I feel less terrified that it's going to be badly mm. done. I mean, it's getting um, good ratings from my mum. So I don't think she's read the book, but as as a standalone show, it seems to be very positively received. It seems like it's 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 good. Me and your mum seem to have similar tastes in television. So, so far, I'm going to say probably very good. Uh, so that... That is my, my something new. And to Blueberry it, I would also give this four Blueberries so far for episode one. I will report yes. back as to how I feel about the rest of the series. Um, but so far, all well I'm and good. I'm interested to hear. To hear further. I will. shall keep you keep you apprised of the Please situation. Do. Um, so now time for us to, to trundle on to your something New yes. Lucy. So this is, again, I watched this a little while ago because we haven't done one of these. I haven't been able to discuss it with you. Um, and it's funny because I was probably at like on the, I think there's 10 episodes in this show. Um, it's a show. 
And Ooh. I got to maybe episode eight or nine and it just hit me. I was like, Emma would love this. Emma would literally love this show. <laughs> Why has this not occurred to oh, me? Oh, what? Have you been Why saving have it for I this? I told her about this and, and I have actually just kept it to myself until now to talk to you about it. Oh, because it really hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, this is like the ideal show for Emma. I just think you'd love it. Um, it's called Only Murders in the Building. Have you heard of it? Right. So I've seen it flashed up at me a lot on Disney Plus. You must watch it. I've not yet you watched must watch it, it because I was unsure. Oh, you oh, absolutely must watch it. So it's yeah, it's on Disney Plus as you say. I believe it's originally a Hulu production. Um it stars comedy mm. great Steve Martin and Martin Short, who Martin Short in particular is absolutely hilarious, and Selena Gomez, the pop singer. That was why yeah. I was slightly hesitant. I mean, she is an actress. But I remember her in Wizards of Wizardly Place. Waverly Place, whatever. Waverly um, Place. Wizardly Place. <laughs> I want to live in the Wizardly Place. Wizardly um, Place. She, and she's very good in that. Um, and she's very good in this. And it's it's a show set in an apartment building, quite a swanky one in New York. And it follows three um, just people that live in the, in the flat who are obsessed with murder mystery podcasts, so crime podcasts. And when there is actually a murder in the building, they set out to, mm. to solve it themselves. That you will literally so love it, Emma. Why have I, I cannot not believe that I haven't told you? But it's it's just not what you expect. I'm so pleased you saved it for this time. because, like, it's really it's so moving in so many ways. Like, it's I can't actually I've never actually seen anything like it. There's an episode that's all basically in sign language because there's a deaf character. There's an episode wow. that's all set like it's on a stage show because, I mean, it's not all, but there are scenes because um, Martin Short's character is like a, a faded theatre director. There's Steve mm. Martin's character used to be a, like a detective on a show. Um, there's just so, there's so many funny cameos as well, which I won't, I won't spoil. Um, it's completely unlike anything I've ever seen. Like it's funny, but it's not just like cheap laughs. It, it's really got a story that you follow and... There's lots of twists. There's mysteries that like open up into new mysteries. Um, yeah, it's so it's so good. Honestly, I I really enjoyed watching it, and like I say, I I can't think of anything else like it. And it's it's funny the way you know how we absorb podcasts and the kind of um, the fandom that true crime and like the reporting of these horrible murders mm. and how how we're obsessed with listening to them. Um, and how that, when it actually happens in real life, how you kind of do, you, you don't treat it like it's real because you're so interested in these, these murders and you're looking at it like a, a puzzle to solve rather than somebody's life. Um, That's it's really so good. I, I really I, cannot recommend it to you specifically, but anyone out there, because it is, you won't probably have seen anything like you know what, it's it. It's really interesting because, um, I've got some questions for you, but you know, from my perspective, I've seen it. It keeps being mm. flashed up at me constantly. They know, they know Disney what you're about. They know you'll love it. Well, clearly, they know my my likes and loves in the world, which is true crime. Um, but I think I just looked at it and I had this snap impression that it was just going to be a bit pants because I've never really seen Selena Gomez do a serious role or even like a like a. I want to say a proper role, and that sounds awful because I'm sure that she's a very good actress. I've just never seen Wizardly her Place. And <laughs> Wizardly Place, the Waverleys of Wizardly Place. <laughs> um, and I think I just haven't seen Steve Martin do anything 
good for ages. I just sort of thought, oh, what is this nonsense and ignored it. And I'm so pleased that you recommended it to me because actually it sounds it's, right up my street for so many it's reasons. So, it's just so good. Oh. And it, it takes a little while to get going, but it, I was just intrigued like from the, the outset. And she's very good in it, Selena Gomez. She's got such a strange, quite low voice. I even remember that in Waverly Place. Mm. Like she's got a quite a deep warbly almost voice and her character is so low-key and like almost downbeat it is interesting to see a show where the young woman in it is not like the vibrant peppy one she's very low-key and very Mm. she seems very sad that's interesting yeah um and they've all they've all got stories you know they've all got a bit of a backstory that unfolds and yeah some of the cameos are hilarious and yeah it's just oh I, i thought it was so unique and such a good a good idea but not in a cheap way like oh my god people that love true crime are just fucking it losers um it it kind of does examine why people why people are so interested in them as well like why does it mm. hold such a captive place in so many people's imaginations um it sounds a lot it's deeper a lot, than what you yeah. anticipated my, to i be. just heard oh this this show's really funny this show's really funny it's about people that love murder podcasts and then there's a murder i was like oh my god yeah well into that but watching it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is quite profound, a lot of it. Really profound, yeah. Mm. And and they do things in the episodes, like, not bottle episodes, like, you know, we talk about them a lot. But, um, yeah, it'll be a different sort of, not every episode is a different theme, but they will take a theme and apply it to the entire episode. It's really, it's... I'll be honest, when you, when you said about the theatre-themed one, I just kept thinking of... Um, the Buffy musical episode. Yes, yeah. I mean, there's there's Once not one where they, where they are, yeah. There's nothing like that where they all sing. It's more um, an auditioning sort of scene for for the role. And yeah, it, I, mm. I won't go into it too much because I don't really want to spoil it. Um, yeah, really. Tangential yes. question. Have you read The Thursday Murder Club no, by Richard No, Richard Osman annoys me. I don't want to read his book. Well, can I tell you? <laughs> That it is, it's a similar premise, except for little old people in a nursing home. And it is really, really good. Okay. So there's, uh, it's it kind of similar as you've got all these little old people in a retirement village. One of them we think is an ex-policeman. Someone else is a little bit mad and somebody dies, but not like an old person dies in a retirement home. Somebody is murdered. Um, and then they get all up and involved and, um, and try to solve the murder. It's, so adorable and funny and touching i honestly it, it's one of the best new things i've read in a while maybe maybe i will then um, and it doesn't feel very richard osman-esque um, and there is i just find him a, a bit sequel. smug bit of a smug man um but and i mean another another aspect of it i think for us that's interesting is because i don't think i actually mentioned this but they they start a podcast to solve nice. it so there's a lot of things where I'm like, oh yeah, you just relate to it because we obviously do a podcast. <laughs> stuff with like the mics and the equipment and stuff. And I'm like, huh, it's like us. It's just, yeah, I, I really recommend it. Like, it's just... I may well actually go and watch this after we I, finish recording. I would love to, get the to talk to in. someone about it. And it, I find it funny even now that, A, I didn't realise how much you'd love it while watching it. And also I haven't mentioned it, but I just thought I'll do that on the next um, Something Old and then we just haven't done it for ages and now I'm so happy I get to talk about it because I oh. really thought it was great do you know what? it's made really my day it was great. because I've had a bit of a long day and I was looking forward to talking to you anyway because I wanted to talk to you about all of the fun stuff that we've been watching um 
and it's kind of just given me a little a little highlight and i'm kind of glad you've done it live, yeah. live on pod like oh yeah you but you have you must watch it i mean again i don't i know it's annoying people say that you don't have to i think you'd love it and if you do like i'm look forward to talking about it and there's a new season coming in june next month so if you get it done and also the episodes are like 35 40 minutes so Perfect. very easy to binge um yeah I, I would probably i would give it i think five blueberries just because of how really? different it was and how kind of wow yeah, how layered it was and just how much i enjoyed it and how we were like oh it, oh it's this that's that's the thing that's the twist and you're like oh wait no oh but maybe that's a double but oh wait no it sounds really clever she knew it's like oh no yeah you just there's so many layers it, within the characters within the plot everything yeah I think you I think you'd really enjoy it and I I recommend it to our listeners as well. If you've got access to Hulu or Disney, it's on the Star part of That's it, my favorite part of Disney Plus is Stars Star yeah. or whatever it's called. Whatever it is. All of the stuff it's I good, like. It's a good oh, aspect. Of well, I've got I've got two thing. relatively lengthy plane journeys coming up at the end of the month. Um where Where are you going? I'm going to the United States of America for work. Oh, nice. Where, where in the great US uh, of A? I'm going to Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, my God. My favourite American accent. As I have never long-time been. Long-time listeners. Not going to try and do it, but does mean I've got seven hours there and seven hours back, uh, which is possibly the whole of this show. So, Oh, definitely. You'll get the first season excited. done like within half of that time, I would have thought. Oh, um, the thrill. Yeah. But you need to watch it properly as well. Like You need to actually not be dozing on the plane. In fact, it's the, the flight back is overnight, so I think I will be asleep. Um, but there is some time for me to be able to watch and peace and quiet in a hotel room uh, for four days. So there you I go, cannot yeah. wait. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, you have to let me know what you how you get on with it because it's, um, yeah, very... And I think kind of underrated because it's not... I've heard people word of mouth talk about it, but stuff like, like Ted Lasso gets really hyped up and I think this is better. Well... I am uh, thoroughly, thoroughly excited for something new to watch and that you've enjoyed something so much. Yeah, I really loved it. And it's nice because I've kind of forgot about it. And now that I think back, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was just great. What a great show. Well, I, feel, I feel like we're going to end on a bit of a lull now. Um, but I'm going to give you my something old and there's going to be no to do about this. It is the 2013 film, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog. Oh, that's so shit. Well, it's not actually. It's not. It's not shit. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what? We, I, I'd, I'd watched um, it's an unexpected... It's just shit. It's the best of... Oh, no. Which one's that one? The last one. The middle one. one. Oh, no. They're shit. The first one's okay. The rest are really shit. Sorry. So I'd watched An Unexpected Journey, which I love, and I really enjoy the Hobbit trilogy, just in general, I've got really fond memories of it. I remember going to see them all at the IMAX in London when I lived there, when they first came out and like just being amazed by it. I think it's the first thing I've ever seen, seen in 3D properly. And, you know, I'm a massive fan of The Hobbit. Now, I will, I will caveat all of what I'm about to say by the fact that the book The Hobbit is one of my favourite books of all time. Again, yeah, it's a bit of a great. theme here. Um, and they did do some shit with these films that they probably shouldn't have done and definitely didn't need to. Stop adding female elves in. Nobody why needs is Legolas this shit. There? No one needs Something I never thought shit. I'd say, but why is Legolas here? <sighs> Just not. Do one film. However. That's three hours long. However, for a Sunday afternoon, I really enjoy it. It's no unexpected journey. But the desolation, it's no Lord of the Rings. Well, it's no Lord of the Rings. But the desolate, the desolation of Smaug, and I can't say it normally because I have to say it with a weird voice. 
just I find it really entertaining. I think it's just Wait, what actually happens in that one because I so can't even remember. It's the one where you get um oh the one that looks like Orlando Bloom but isn't Orlando Bloom. His dad. No. Thranduil. No, the the man who fires the arrow oh, at Smog, Smog. Bard the Bowman. Yeah. Luke Evans. Luke Thank Evans you, Luke good. Evans. Luke I Evans think is, Luke Evans has got a good he's, screen presence. He's why I he's enjoy this film because he's entertaining. And of course, then you've got your love story between Evangeline, Lily, and... Cut it out. I hate it. Sorry. <laughs> I just think it's really entertaining. And I, I watched this on a Sunday afternoon when I, I will be honest, I was feeling a little inexplicably unwell after a night out on the Saturday before. And it just gave me real like Sunday afternoon hangover vibes. And I really, it just, it's funny. I love Richard Armitage, love Ken Starr, and you can't, like, Martin Freeman is so good. He's great. Um, I mean, you know, I will then caveat it further by saying this is a three-boob, three-boob, three-bloob film. I'm not even drinking, for crying out loud. Um, but it, it is fun. I just think it's fun. How would you rank the Hobbits then? What's the best Hobbit? And then what's the best second Ooh. and what's the third? Presumably, the first one's the best because that's the only good one. In my Unexpected mind. Journey, Battle of the Five Armies, Desolation of Smaug. Okay. I'm not sure if I even watched the last one because I was like, the second one really, I was like, this is turd. You can't not have finished it. Did I watch it? What happens? They have a big fight and they take it's... down everyone. Who kills Smaug? I actually can't remember. That's all. Exactly. I know exactly who kills Sauron. I know exactly who kills that big fucking orc thing. Yeah, that's a good point. It is a bit forgettable, isn't it? Yes, but it's very forgettable. It it was a nice fun afternoon. It was a comforting watch. I think like, sometimes you know, a big epic when you're on the sofa and you don't have to move. I can feel. I get that. I get it. It's just why wouldn't you watch Lord of the Rings? I just don't understand why. Why? Because if I'd have started with the Fellowship of the Rings, I'd have watched all of them, and that's nine hours of my life. Well, actually, you could have it's just about put, twelve stuck hours. Two towers on and just gone. Yeah, middle, middle no. film, middle no. diddle. Don't want to do it. No, I can't. Not having that. Um, you you really dislike the Hobbits, don't you? The book, love the book. I just think it was very plain and clear to me that it was about money in a way that Lord of the Rings really wasn't. And mm. I feel like Peter Jackson had a vision with Lord of the Rings, and it's basically perfect. And they hold the biggest place in my heart. Uh, film-wise. They are perfect. They were, like, they were like my Star Wars, you know, when people have that kind of affiliation with film. That's Lord of the Rings for me. So I was very excited about The Hobbit. That book is tiny. More of oh, a pamphlet. Yeah, it's, like, it's about 150 what? pages, yeah. if that. Small book, perfectly formed, brilliant, lovely That's narrative tale. Yeah, I was going to say get it, but no one can see, so don't worry about it. Um, And you've made three, you've made basically, what, nine hours out of this tiny little book? I don't, I don't, it's about money and that, that's very mercenary to me and it leaves a bad taste. So the first film, you know, the singing of dwarves going on for ages, fine. Okay, I get that. I like the Tolkien feel. That's okay. Um, Is that white orc thing even in the book? Yes. Is he? Well, I think so. I can't remember. Because I don't, I don't remember there being an actual perilous threat like that. It was just really Smaug and all the, the dwarves arguing. Yeah, I mean, it was written for his children. It was just adorable. Yeah, like, so you know, it was you've a added in, story. you've added in this predatory orc. Okay, fine. Um, you've written in a female dwarf, not dwarf, um, elf, because 
of diversity. No, because that's you've just added more time in. You've brought Legolas back because obviously everybody loves Legolas. Yeah. No, that's bullshit. You've made two of the doors really handsome. Well, three actually. Well, two. Yeah. Well, they did something to Armitage's nose, I assume. Whatever. Yeah, it's I just hope they did. Stupid. Otherwise, he's had so some really bad surgery. So then you've got a love triangle between two elves and a dwarf. Like this is not what Tolkien died for. Do you know what I mean? He didn't fight World War One for this. I just don't like what they did, and it really leaves a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> Tolkien did not fight in World War One for you to do this to the Hobbit. It really didn't. It required like you could have padded it out for a three-hour film if you wanted to. It's the merciliness yeah. of it. I just yeah, I really. Do you know what? It was it's a, a real missed opportunity, and it's a really fair point, Lizzie. And I will admit, after I watched the first film, I was like, I enjoyed that as a film, but you have you have you're really stretching this out now. How is this going to be a trilogy? Because this should the material was thin. The material However, was thin. However, I I have over time learned to let things go. And I've had many traumatizing. What's that like? <laughs> because I, I apparently can't. Challenging. Let it go. It's very challenging. Uh, you know, think <laughs> Game of Thrones, many, oh, many fuck. a show that's Let's disappointed me. That. Yeah. Um, to the point where now I just enjoy it for what it is. You are correct. It is A, no book, The Hobbit. B, it is no Lord of the Rings. Uh, C, you're probably right. It is just a, a, a venture for cash. Money However, grab. it gave me real joy. And I'm giving it three blueberries just for that. Okay. Um, how many pos- would you give? How many would you give the first one? Four. How many would you give the last one? Three. Lord of the Rings, whole trilogy, five. It's all five. Five's across the board. Yeah. No notes. So you know, P- comparatively, it is no Lord of the Rings. Uh, and actually, and it, uh-huh. it never was gonna be. No. So, so I wouldn't, to- wasn't expecting that, but I just think three fucking films of this. Oh god. <laughs> I knew this was going to land so badly with you. <laughs> and you know what? I tried to do the same thing as I did with Lord of the Rings. Like, because I think they came out at Christmas, didn't they? Like the Lord of the Rings. And mm. you go and like me and friend of the pod, Charlie, we'd go to everyone. And then it was just like, this is not very good. It's not recapturing the magic of Lord of the Rings. And it's just, oh, it just didn't have the same feeling. Stupid CGI. Sorry. I mean, we're not here to slag. Oh, the CGI is quite bad. Um, oh. I do I do enjoy Benedict Cumberbum voicing Smaug, though. Yeah, you know, good voice actor, great. Yeah. There you go. And I quite, you can I quite enjoy liked Legolas's campy dad, but you don't need Legolas in it. Let I hated Legolas's campy dad. Horrible. I Horrible. love the, um, the weave. Oh, my gosh. He's like the best drag queen. Mm-mm. He's like Christine Quinn from uh, Selling Sunset, you know, that See, level. Now, if you watch it with that in mind, much <laughs> more enjoyable. Okay. Yeah, he's so, quite you fun. Know, Take it lightheartedly. Um, it's all utter nonsense. It's also got Stephen Fry in it. He's the mayor yeah, of the little he? human yeah, town. They, they they bob around in barrels of fish. That's like, it's so just silly. Stupid. It's so silly, but it is quite fun. Well, let's let's move away from the anger-inducing desolation of Schmaug. <laughs> um, Sorry, and <laughs> it sort of escalated there. <laughs> it oh, did. I, I knew it would though, because you you brought me some real joy, and I've just brought you anger. Lucy, I don't so. mind it, you know, it's quite energising, I think, it's sometimes. Emotions. It's a bit of, a rant, isn't it's a bit it? of yeah. emotions. Uh well we've had a roller coaster. We've um we've had so we've oh, had rush. God, yeah. We've rushed through rush. Yeah. We did uh, rush through rush. Rush is good, I recommend it. We've but we've uh toiled through life after life. I might what try and you say it's only four episodes. Yeah. I mean yeah, I've only I've only watched doable. the first one. I can't be held responsible for episodes that's two right. three, no, four. I'll I'll blame my mum if if it's shit. Yeah, if I, I think it. you should. She did it first. Uh and then we have um we've taken a journey to only murders in the building, followed by the anger, 
of the Hobbit desolation of smog. I just like to say that word. I think that's the only reason I chose it. Um, smog or smog? Smog. It's not schmother, is it? Smog. It's just sm- smog. Smog is not a thing. Smog. You're not Sean Connery. <laughs> yes, the I am. The desolation of smog. The desolation of smog. <laughs> and that there, that's our final treat for you all, is our Sean Connery impressions uh, whilst talking about the second installment of The Hobbit. What the joy. What the joy. Um, he uh, would have improved it if Sean Connery, Sean Connery was in it in any capacity. He improves everything. Just everything. Yes. May he rest in peace. May he indeed, dear old Sean. Well, on that note, uh, it's getting late for both of us, so perhaps we should rest in peace, but alive. Slum- slumber. Rest in peaceful slumber. Um, I mean, I'm to, now to awake again in tomorrow. Pitch black. I know. It's not actually dark. <laughs> I mean, the sun is sort of setting. It's quite the, funny. The room is still light, but because of how <laughs> the light is hitting me, I just look like I'm ranting into the dark, which is probably a lovely look for. To be Emma. honest. It got a little bit scary when Lucy was ranting quite aggressively about The Hobbit and just all I can see is the reflection from her glasses through, that through the video. That is quite disturbing I'm a little afraid. killer shit. I'm sorry. And I on that I note, put a light on. please put a light on at some point because, oh my God, that's, that's even worse. Um, I don't know what's upcoming from the rest of the fan, fan critical crew. I reckon there's some stuff from the lads, bit of, you know, three uh, minutes well, to doc- midnight. They've done Doctor Strange, haven't they? They have indeed. And I believe the first few minutes of that are spoiler free. Uh, so you can listen into a little bit. Uh, I need to watch it, it before for you. I can listen to it. Indeed. I don't get to go to the cinema anymore. Such no, a shame. me neither. Uh, also, reviewed The Northman. Again, still haven't watched it. Dying yep, to listen to the podcast. Need to go to the cinema, yep. Yeah, maybe maybe we just spend a week together watching all the films, Lucy, we've I not think. seen. And then we can listen to the podcast, yep. And uh, I'm sure that upcoming, uh, when it is released, that we will be doing a podcast on Thor, Love and Thunder, because how would we not? Um, uh, so stay tuned. Uh, as usual, follow us on all of the, the socials. Uh, and Lucy and I will be back in a month with another episode of Something Old, Something New. And who knows what's going to happen in that podcast. Could be absolutely Probably going to be carnage. another Hobbit film. <laughs> No, I will not. I will never Emma's ever. I promise the you. Battle of the Five Armies. <laughs> I will never bring the whole thing. Another thing. I won't do it to you. I promise. Um, thank you, Lucy. It's been a delight. Thank you, Emma. You, thank you. You for are hosting. fully in pitch black. Uh, thank yeah, you, everyone, for listening. Creepy as fuck. <laughs> it's really creepy. I'm going to go and cry <laughs> in the corner while Lucy is looking at me in the dark. Thank Lurking you for tuning in, in, and we will see you next month. Bye. Bye. <laughs>